Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the very first in the series of podcasts on health and longevity. My name is Steph Jonker. I proudly present a very first in the series called Wake Up Techniques, the Taoist Breathing Method. This is the introduction. In a few minutes' time, you will be able to have a break as I go into the actual technique. But I greet you all from a very rainy morning here in Portable, South Africa, a morning in which I wake up, I take a deep breath, and I decide on what exactly I want to do to start my day. This morning's start was a Yusu Undur track, and thinking about how much music has lost its way, its form, its meaningful, rich sound relative to this modern music that people are pump pumping out today. I'd like to take a moment to thank very, very heartily and thoroughly the people who have encouraged me to do this wonderful podcast, which I look forward to presenting to you. I thank Amy, Uli, Leonard, Daniel, Gerard, Luan, and everybody else who's given me a kick in the butt to go ahead with this thing. This podcast I've been meaning to do for a while, and it's a very powerful wake-up technique, which I've been using for over 25 years. Many seem to be battling to wake up in the morning, Many people seem to need that extra shove or kick out of bed. And they seem to drag their feet to the shower, brush their teeth, only half awake and only after three strong coffees does it feel like the motor of the body is getting going. This technique can be used through the day. This technique will energize you. It will give you the go, go, go and the inspiration. The Let's say you could switch on a, a tap and oxygenate your body in one go. That's exactly what this is. In my early 20s, I did an enormous amount of reading and studying on this very subject of health and longevity through my actual formal studies at university and before and afterwards. I got extremely interested in what it is to be healthy, to live a long life. And the subject of longevity itself was one that stuck with me for a very long while. As I addressed longevity, I started to get more and more interested in interviewing very old people, especially old people who I saw as very fit and very awake, that looked good for their age. When you saw people who were really old, the very first question I didn't ask them was how old they were. The very first question I asked them was a small compliment, a subtle one. It was like, hi, I notice you're really looking, in my opinion, quite healthy and well, may I ask you, what is the secret to your longevity? And they would, of course, be extremely proud to see, to be recognized as being somebody who was really healthy. My grandmother, who died a month before she was 100, um, reckoned that rubbing her face, rubbing the sides of her nose, rubbing her temples, rubbing her hands every day, giving that gentle caress in the pressure points in her hands on the side of her face and all around her body, knocking with the edges of her fingers behind her neck and on the corner of her shoulders was her uh, secret to her longevity. Sharp, sharp as sharp as she went to sleep one night and didn't wake up in the morning. She could write a book at her 99th year. She would have been that sharp. No drinking, no smoking. Of course, that's the bane of many of our existence. 
The story I want to tell you is one about a year or two ago where I sat next to an old man next to a lake, a swimming lake in the town of Greifenburg after fantastic paragliding on the day. And I sat next to this old man and I saw that he is in very good shape for his age. When I got it out of him, he was 92 years old. But I asked him, what is the secret of your longevity? And he told me, oh, you know, my trick is to wake up in the morning, to get up next to my bed, and to do something like jogging on the spot, to shake my hands, my feet, and to actually forcibly stand up and jump around a little bit. And it struck me that very, very few of us actually do this in this day and age. We rather drag our feet to the bathroom, brush our teeth in a lethargic way, and realize that that's the only way that we can start our day. And it's not, folks. One of the books I read when I was young is a fantastic book that I recommend, and I'll put a link to it after this podcast. Daniel Reed, R-E-I-D, The Tao of Health, Sex, and Longevity. And yes, folks, it was the reason that I picked up the books the book at the beginning was the word, the three-letter word, starting with S and finishing with X. But that wasn't what attracted me to the book. A friend of mine who was into Reiki and who told me all about Qigong and breathing exercises way back when encouraged me to have a look at this book. As I got into the book, I started to get more and more interested in what this thing Taoism is. I had never heard of Taoism. Many of you won't know what Taoism is, but I can tell you that Taoism is, let's say, arguably the oldest religion in the world. It's an ancient Chinese way, a way of life. And the word Tao itself, which we spell in either the T-A-O or a more modern writing is D-A-O, but Taoism is translated to the way the way of life. And broken down, the word Tao has over a thousand meanings. At least 2,500 years old, and today only one of five officially recognized religions in China by the government, the Chinese government. Taoism has had a major, a major influence in Chinese culture. Now, today, we might be a little bit stereotyped in thinking, oh, Chinese culture, sweet, nice, they pump out plastic toys. No, ancient Chinese culture has got a lot in it, folks. And there are three treasures. What I find beautiful in Taoism is that the words compassion, frugality, and humility are the three treasures associated with Taoism. I repeat those three words. Compassion, frugality, and humility. Three concepts that struck me as I read them this morning on Wikipedia are the concept of what is completely being eroded out of our society today. We are being taught the complete opposite of compassion, frugality, and humility. And if I read this and I think for a moment, don't we need to turn the clock back a little bit? Don't we need to go back and think about compassion, frugality, and humility? This is maybe where you would like to take a pause, if you need one, because now we attack the actual technique. 
So my technique, and I do want to tell you that you need to practice the technique for at least two weeks every morning for it to properly show its true teeth and show how it really, really is effective. Folks, apparently, and I am no doctor, but each of our lungs has got the surface area of a tennis court. Each of our lungs has got these tiny, tiny broccoli or um, cauliflower ends to them called alveoli. And every single one of them absorbs oxygen. So if I understand this correctly, as we sleep through the night, the CO2 that we accumulate in our lungs increases or the level of CO2, or the percentage of CO2 relative to oxygen. So this idea of this breathing ex exercise is actually one in which we are going to oxygenate our bodies as we wake up. We are also going to do some movement to stimulate our circulation. So what do we do? <sighs> we breathe. And as we breathe, as we wake up in the morning, we try to firstly expel the CO2 out of our lungs. Now, folks, I want to tell you that there's no right or wrong with this technique. There is only a slight improvement, a looking more into it, researching it, look at YouTube videos. There's plenty of health stuff out there on the internet, but I want to give you my personal one. As you decide, and this is important, is as you decide when you're waking up in the morning, at that moment, if you feel tired and you feel, okay, I have the prerogative to be able to sleep on here, I am allowed to sleep longer, it's a Saturday morning or whatever, then by all means roll over and sleep a bit longer. But it's important to choose the moment at which you say, right, I'm getting up, this is it, let's go. And you roll onto your back, you lie down, you put your hands next to your sides or you bring your hands out of the covers above your bed and you do that very simple breathing out. This is a term. It's called the bellows. You bellow out. All the air that's in your lungs. And you do it a few times. And the important trick here is to simply use the gentle vacuum that you have created in your lungs to reintroduce air into your lungs. You don't forcibly breathe in. So the idea, and you can try it now. As you are listening, of course you can multitask and you can try this. Try and expel as much air out of your lungs as you can. And every time you need to breathe in, you bring air slowly back in. And what you are going to do is translate a emptying of the lungs to a slowly introducing oxygen into your lungs. You might feel lightheaded. That's okay. This is not the time to stand up and to try and dance around to some music. This is the time to actually recognize that you are lightheaded. And why are you lightheaded? And that's because you have introduced a whole lot of oxygen into your brain and into your body. At the same time, you are moving your wrists and your ankles in circular patterns. So you let go your hands out of a clenched or a clenched grip 
and you move your fingers and your hands very gently around. You move your feet around in circular patterns, around in circles, one way and the other way, one way and the other way. And all you are doing is using your extremities, your toes and your fingers, to let go, to loosen up, and to, at the very end of every single one of your nerves, where most of your nerves actually come together, you are calling the blood to you. You are still breathing. You are still using this technique of breathing in, breathing out. And you are oxygenating yourself. This technique works a bomb. You must do it every morning. And you should do it for at least 10 to 15 breaths. I maintain, and I've said this hundreds of times to people, that using this technique, you will be as sharp as being able to sit down and write an examination within minutes of you deciding that you are waking up. That's how quickly you can be energized by this technique. <sighs> You hear the sound, you are doing the bellows. You are really forcing the air out of your lungs and you do it several times. Remember, at the beginning of doing this technique, you're trying to force out all the air and then introduce air in a very slow and gentle technique as follows. When your lungs are full with air, and they're not full until they are full. Somebody who really can introduce a lot of air into their bodies can introduce up to 12 liters of air into their lungs. Breathe in and force your holding breath and pushing the air as if you are trying to introduce the air out of your lungs and into your bloodstream. So when you've taken your full breath, Actually hold your breath and kind of try and constrict your lungs and try and force yourself to introduce oxygen into your bloodstream. Believe it or not, you will be doing that. You will be introducing oxygen into your bloodstream. Carry on moving the ankles, carry on moving the wrists. While you are doing that, you're starting to move other parts of your body. As I sit here, I feel... My bum is starting to feel quite tender. It's starting to feel quite um, numb. And that's because I've been sitting in one position. As I move around now, I notice that I can actually start to move other parts of my body. And I do that by very, very simply moving around and introducing oxygen into uh, different places. Stimulate your circulation by moving different parts of your body and focusing on parts of your body that you feel are uh, needing the movement. If you feel any tightness or loss of circulation anywhere in your body, by all means, move that part more. If you feel any stiffness in your back, if you've got a pain in your lower back, like I often do, go into different small um, uh, crunchies or sit-up positions. Bring your knees up to your chest. Stretch your legs out then. Do this first thing in the morning and benefit massively from this technique. I know it sounds simple, but try it for two weeks 
and send me a message and thank me. Try it right now, right now if you like. Lie on your back on the floor and try this. If you're awake and you're listening to this, give this technique. Go back a few minutes in this podcast and listen and start again. This technique used just before you are going into a meeting or somewhere where you need to speak is extremely powerful. If I need to step on the stage and do my hypnosis show, a moment before I do, I do this technique. And let me tell you, I've got an hour and a quarter on the stage in which I have the power of a superhuman. Folks, don't underestimate this fantastic technique. Read more about it, look into it, and enjoy it. As I wrap up this podcast, I would like to encourage every one of you again to use your time extremely wisely in this time of lockdown. A little earlier today, as I was chatting to a friend, I said, said to them, a lot of people will see this lockdown as a curse. This lockdown is not a curse. This lockdown is a time for the world to think. We have never in our past had such a moment to think. We have never had what I call an opportunity. It might be a golden opportunity for those who realize it, and it might be a curse for those who see it as a curse. So everything in life is actually how we see it. Believe it or not, it's right there staring you in the face. Use your time wisely. Research. Look at new opportunities. Maybe this is the time for you to make a massive change in your life. Maybe this is a wake-up call for you to change your business. Maybe this is a wake-up call for you to phone that girl or that guy. Phone that person who you've been thinking, should I need to make contact with that person again? Because, hey, it could be that we could set up a business. Maybe in six months' time you'll thank me for this very moment and this opportunity. I really hope so. Make everything happen for you and don't be idle. Brene Brown, in a book I recently read of hers, said to me, Work. What is work? Work is defined in different ways. And I repeat that. Work is defined in different ways. I think let's wrap that right here, right now. My name is Steph. You guys have been absolutely wonderful. And I thank you for listening to this podcast. Share it far and wide. And let's have fun with this. Cheers, everybody. Wishing you an excellent Easter, the 12th of April, 2020 at 921. Signing off.